0: Welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Isabella Mannering. I'm a hormone health and breathwork coach, trauma and PTSD recovery practitioner, amongst other qualifications, and I'm the creator of the revolutionary therapeutic method now trademarked called Beta Somatics. This podcast is all about diving deep into the world of physical and mental health and helping you to get real and tangible results. No matter where you are on your healing journey or what you're dealing with, whether it's hormone health or period issues, stress and anxiety, stubborn weight, acne, infertility, low self-esteem or toxic relationships, everything is connected and roots back down to the same universal root cause issues. This podcast is going to give you the no BS tools that you need to bring your mind and body back to balance so that you can break through to your next level and by tuning in you've started the process hello welcome back to breakthrough today we are talking about something so important and something that's actually very close to my heart i think it deserves so much more mainstream attention and discussion and that is the relationship between your nervous system and weight loss I was inspired to do this episode actually after five women in a week DM'd me on Instagram asking my thoughts on Ozempic because their doctor has prescribed it for them, whether it was to help them with PCOS, weight loss or insulin resistance. So I wanted to take the time to sit down and get really clear with you about what it actually takes for your body to get back to that place of balance naturally and why you may be struggling to do that so that you can return to your authentic shape, which in my eyes is your healthy, easy to maintain weight where your metabolism is doing what it's designed to do and you just feel healthy and fit and strong. To be really honest with you, in my opinion, drugs like Azempic are not the answer when it comes to long-term health and I think women are not being given the full honest, transparent picture about why they're struggling so much with their weight. There's so much shaming and demonizing of food groups. And most of us are never told what I'm about to run you through in this episode. And God, I wish 16 year old me knew this stuff, because if you've listened to the My Story episode, I have lost weight healthily and unhealthily throughout my own journey. So I'm going to start off by giving you my views actually on the body positivity movement and why it often does more harm than good. I'm going to talk about the relationship between weight issues and unprocessed trauma or limiting subconscious beliefs. I'll be sharing some interesting scientific studies with you about the effect of ignoring or suppressing your emotions. I'm also, of course, going to give you some tangible and actionable advice on things that you can start doing today As always, because um, immediate action is so key. And then I'm going to do a deep dive into the relationship between weight loss and your nervous system and how this actually works on a physiological level, because it is so much easier to actually change things when you really understand what's going on with your body. Right. Firstly, before we really get into it, I want to be clear that healthy is not a particular size. The media has made us all think that being healthy is being a certain size or shape or whatever, but health is so much more than that because you might be the average size of a woman or a man, but what's your inflammation like? What are your hormones like? What's your brain fog like? Do you have a libido? How's your gut health and digestion? Can you focus? How's your immune system? What's your nervous system like? These are all key factors in your health that play into your weight and often get forgotten because we just get so focused on a look or an aesthetic. And when you're focused on a particular type of look, you might ignore all of those other factors and just think, I'm going to restrict my calories, I'm going to do some over-exercising, and I'm going to start only drinking... I don't know, carrot or celery juice or whatever crazy stuff it is, which I've done all of it before. So I'm speaking from experience. And that is, that approach is just not going to get you actually truly healthy, where your body is at its authentic shape with a firing metabolism, you have energy and can eat with freedom and just stop obsessing. Now with all of that in mind, let's talk about the body positivity movement. Because Wanting to lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way is not self-hate. If you know that you're not where you want to be or where you should be authentically, that's okay. I think it's a form of self-love to want to get back to that place where your body is running like a well-oiled machine. It's not self-hate or self-loathing to want to change your body. We all know how we are supposed to feel and we know when something's off, but If you were trying to lose weight in order to receive love or get validation, or if that's what you think you need to do to finally feel happy or finally find a partner, I will tell you right now that losing the weight with that mindset isn't going to make you happy or give you those things, and you will not get there sustainably either if you do it from a place of self-hate or self-punishment. But if you're doing it from a place of like, I just want to get back to who I am authentically and feel good in my body love that mentality. So the first step has to really just be about finding some self-acceptance that, yeah, this is just where I am right now and just embracing that. You've been relying on the coping mechanisms that you have or just getting through the days in order to survive. You haven't had energy to like really put into this sustainably, maybe. The last few years have been tough on our minds and bodies. And I think the positive. I think the body positivity movement has created a really confusing argument in our minds of like, well, I'm not happy with my body, but I should love myself as I am, right? Even though that feels really hard and fake to do, and it creates more stress, more overwhelm, and maybe we shame ourselves for not being able to love ourselves, and then default back into this trauma response or survival mechanism like procrastinating, scrolling, or binge eating, or numbing, Because you already have a pile of trauma and limiting subconscious beliefs that haven't actually been healed around your body and your worthiness in your body. And now you've eaten a whole pile of food or restricted to make yourself feel better about your confusing feelings about your body and this overwhelming feeling that you're not good enough or lovable or worthy or deserving or whatever it is for you. And then 10 minutes later, you're shaming yourself and you hate yourself again. Speaking from experience, by the way. That's not healthy. When Adele got all that crap for losing weight, I was really upset because she very clearly told us that she was overweight because she was drinking way too much wine, overeating and not exercising. And now, and I think the quote was like, she works out, like she sweats to deal with her feelings, like she sweats instead of cries or something, instead of numbing. Why would we not be applauding her? For that evolution and how much work she's done to heal her trauma, her beliefs about herself, heal her nervous system and change her coping mechanisms. In my view, this whole journey is not actually about losing weight. It's about coming back into your body and helping it feel safe again so it can let go of weight. So, when people are coming to me with stubborn weight that just won't shift, or they have issues with fluctuations in weight, over or under eating, b- binging and just restriction, like struggling to put on muscle, like whatever it is, the root cause issue is usually one of two things. So, number one, it's related to their trauma or their survival responses. So, for them, their trauma response. Their reactions to triggers come to the surface in their relationship with food. So that could be over or under eating, feeling a lot of shame and anxiety around food, being orthorexic or having some type of um, disordered eating patterns. Just like for other people, when they get triggered or they don't feel safe, it shows up as overworking, overexercising, substance abuse, anger, disassociation, other numbing behaviours, which are also harmful. By the way, and gosh, so much of this is generational. Most women I knew grew up with parents who had harmful narratives around food, whether it was demonizing carbs or fat or the view that women need to be thin and take up like no space in the world. I'm not going to go on that tangent. Or maybe their parents were obese, like maybe food is something that your family uses for comfort. And so you carry that with you into adulthood, whatever it is. Our relationship to food is heavily influenced by our childhood, our primary caregivers, as well, of course, as our peers and media. I went to boarding school and there was a lot of disordered eating. (laughs) And then the second root cause issue, which is related to this, is the fact that maybe they are just chronically stressed because of their trauma and survival responses being activated all The time. They're just reacting to triggers in their daily life, left, right, and center. And because their cortisol is all over the place, cortisol is a tier one hormone, meaning that whatever disrupts cortisol and insulin, your blood sugar hormone, it flows down to all your other ones. So if your cortisol is all over the place, it then disrupts your blood sugar and insulin levels because your body dumps a whole load of glucose into your bloodstream to give your muscles the energy to fight or flee, right? Then it throws off your thyroid and so much more, all of which end up destroying your metabolism. Everything is connected in your body. Cortisol is a tier one hormone. You have to remember that. So if your cortisol is all over the place, then every other system in your body is going to fall out of balance. So let's dig into this a bit more then. If you want to improve your health or lose weight, get fit, whatever it is. You need to look at the three types of stress that mess with your adrenals and your stress hormones. You cannot just look at diet and lifestyle. You cannot supplement your way out of survival mode. I say this all the time. Supplements are helpful, but they are a band-aid. You have to actually heal from the root. You don't need, like you don't want to have to take ashwagandha or a whole bunch of other helpful supplements every day or having a sleepy girl mocktail or an adrenal tonic every night just to survive, right? That's not sustainable long-term. And this is what I do with my one-on-one clients. So first, you've got to look at the conscious stress in your life. So the obvious things that you know are stressing you out, like work, relationships, lack of boundaries, maybe it's money, whatever it is, like really bring your attention to that and see if you can detox, delegate, ditch, ask for help say no, set boundaries, etc. Then there's the unconscious stress. And this is where the somatic work is also helpful, but you've really got to dig into the narratives and the limiting subconscious beliefs that are causing you to feel triggered and feeling small and playing small in your life. So we've all got these, right? Like they could be, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, um, I'm shameful, I am not worthy, I'm not deserving, I'm a loser, I don't know, whatever it is for you, we've all got them. And somatic work is helpful in helping you regulate the unconscious stress in your day-to-day, but you've really got to get into your subconscious mind by getting into that theta brainwave state, which is why my method is called theta somatics, and rewrite those old stories and rewire your brain so that you're Your software in your brain is actually operating from a place of higher self-worth and you're not broken. Like when I'm talking about the unconscious stress, I really want you to understand that like your mental model and the way that you view yourself and the world has gotten you to this point. You're not broken, but now we want to do an upgrade. We've got to upgrade the software, just like an iPhone that gets upgrades all the bloody time. We just got to rewire your brain to that new level of self-worth, break you through to that next level, right? And then finally, there's really healing that historical stress, like the heavy backpack full of really heavy bricks of emotions that you carry around on your nervous system every day. And once you let go of that through somatic work, oh my gosh, like you feel so much lighter, you have so much more control navigating your life and your triggers, and you just feel so free so you've got to deal with all three types of stress most people sort of vaguely deal with the conscious stress maybe they try and tackle the unconscious through mantras but you're not getting into your subconscious mind with that you're staying in the conscious mind and that's why it's not working so what you really need to grasp then is that everything depends on each other in your body i'm going to give you the example of people pleasers so when you live life as a people pleaser right you're holding on to the responsibility for everyone else, like on your shoulders. You're constantly worrying that if I don't please them, they're going to reject me or they're going to shame me or they're going to judge me or I'll feel unsafe. And so maybe you've got no boundaries. Maybe you're constantly over explaining yourself and justifying things. One of my clients said to me recently that hypervigilance is my entire personality. And oof, that really hit me because that's a lot of stress to put on your body. When you're living in stress, you're living in survival. And your body does not care about your weight loss journey. It's trying to keep you alive when you have these conscious, unconscious, and historical stresses running the show. Another really common one is holding on to anger and rage. Women have so much rage suppressed, and men too. Maybe you feel like you've never been good enough or maybe you never get your needs met. Maybe you feel like you can't express yourself authentically. Maybe there's some good girl conditioning, like you have to be quiet, not cause it fast, be polite, don't speak back, etc. Like, whoa, the good girl conditioning is real, especially for eldest daughters. And because of that, most women are holding on to decades of unprocessed emotions in their body. You're just holding on to all of this stuff and it really adds up. And there's so much good research finally looking into the link between suppressed emotion and women's health. I'm going to read you the title of a 2022 study that I found on PubMed recently, because that's what I spend my nights doing these days. The impact of childhood maltreatment on women's reproductive health with a focus on symptoms of Polycystic ovary syndrome. And the conclusion was that the emotional abuse that a lot of these women suffered is associated with PCOS. Now, this does not mean that all women with PCOS were emotionally abused, by the way, just that there is a link between, you know, these big emotional experiences that don't get properly metabolized as a child because you're not feeling safe and guided through it. And That chronic historical stress ruining your your hormones down the line. There was also a study of men that had prostate cancer and they found that the suppression of anger was associated with a reduced effect of natural killer cells, which are an important immune defense that basically just play out in your body. And in previous research, the natural killer cell activity was reduced in healthy young people as well When they were responding to minor stresses, especially those that were emotionally isolated. So what this is saying is that when you suppress anger and when you have a lot of stress in your body, you reduce your ability to fight off disease and stay balanced, especially if you're emotionally isolated, which I know so many of us were during the pandemic. But beyond that, The loneliness epidemic is real and it's getting worse. 79% of adults aged 18 to 24 report being lonely compared to 41% of seniors aged 66 and older. And young people might not even be aware that they're emotionally isolated because they're on their phone all the time scrolling or texting, which isn't actually a way to stay emotionally close and connected to someone interpersonal neurobiology shows us that we need to be with people physically, having having our mirror neurons firing so that we can emotionally attune to other people. So if you're unhealthy and isolated or you feel lonely, which is possible, even if you're surrounded with people like you might not have found your people that help you feel safe and seen, then that's something that you need to look at, especially if you're struggling with your health, whether it's inflammation, digestion, brain fog, hormones, whether it's anger, shame or grief. So many people are lost and settling for a life of just surviving their symptoms, unsatisfied with the healthcare they've been given, putting up with unrewarding relationships or jobs and just feeling like they've lost their spark. I know that because it was me for over a decade before I realised that your mental and physical health, as well as your level of success, were all largely determined by one thing your nervous system's capacity. In other words, your body's sense of safety, psychologically and physiologically. Once this clicked for me in the depths of my healing journey, I created my now trademarked therapeutic method, Theta Somatics which helps you to build nervous system resilience and rewire your subconscious mind to replace negative limiting beliefs with new positive ones, bringing your mind and body back to safety and back to balance. The truth is, you can't heal without addressing your nervous system. It affects everything. 80% of your body's signals are sent to the brain from the body, and only 20% go from your brain down. For anyone with lingering doubts, this method is all based on science and research and it really works. You can read the reviews of those who have completed my 30-day guided somatic healing course, The Restore Challenge, or ask the millions of people who have tried tiny snippets of this method through my mega viral TikTok videos. So if you're ready to turn your life back on, you can use the podcast special code POD10, all caps, for 10% off the Restore Challenge. Again, that's all caps, P-O-D-1-0. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And grief actually is another really heavy emotion that can manifest as physical weight in the body. It's actually been shown through research that grief is linked to cancer. And the study that I'm referencing here showed that in parents that lost an adult son to military conflict or an accident there was an increased number of cancers in the blood and bone marrow and an increased chance of um or an increased level of lung cancer skin cancer and lymph node cancer in these parents and then there was another study this is a danish study that showed that grieving parents had double the risk of ms multiple sclerosis So whatever you're dealing with, even if it's just an intuitive knowing that you're not at your healthiest, then just know that on the other side of somatic and subconscious work, really healing all three types of stress and your triggers and your trauma from the root, which is exactly what my Theta Somatics Method is all about, there is so much balance and a great metabolism, just peace, concentration, productivity, like just such a high libido energy, basically thriving on the other side. So let's be real then to recap. If suppressing emotions like grief and not metabolizing those properly or anger can give you cancer or MS, it is clearly powerful enough to throw your body off balance and make you gain or hold on to weight, right? I dealt with this personally after a number of my friends or close family friends all very young and around my age who I grew up with passed away in my early 20s. There were actually um, seven in a really short time span and I did not know how to process my grief properly and thank god I found somatic work. So if this all sounds really interesting to you and you want to learn how to actually heal emotional repression or unprocessed emotions, um, trauma or your triggers, please do sign up for my next masterclass at the link in the show notes because it's going to be so epic. There's already 900 of you signed up. It's just going to be everything you ever needed to know about how to heal from the root for good. I am so passionate about making this work just accessible. This knowledge should be taught at a young age. Okay, now let's talk about... Some tangible action steps, like what can you actually start doing today to reduce stress on your body and bring it back to balance? I want you to be thinking about the food that you're eating. What is your movement like? Of course, what's your inflammation like? What's your toxic load like? What's your blue light exposure? Those kind of things. So number one tip is like hack your biology. Use your body clock. You need to tell cortisol, your primary stress hormone, when to turn on and when to turn off so that your melatonin, your sleep hormone, can kick into gear in the evening. Melatonin has insane health benefits like improving carbohydrate metabolism, promoting DNA repair, etc. So when you wake up, get 10 minutes of sunlight. Sit by a window if you have to in winter. And then crucially, Wear blue light blocking glasses in the evening a couple of hours before bed or even into the late afternoon so that the blue light from your devices, your light bulbs like your phone, your laptop, etc. doesn't keep cortisol pumping out too late into the evening, ruining your sleep. This practice has single-handedly changed so many of my clients' lives. I encourage those of you who are still in winter right now to get an alarm clock that wakes you up with the light. I use the brand Lumi, I think it's spelt L-U-M-I, in when I'm in London. That really helped me get through the lockdown winters. It was a game changer for Cortisol Regulation. Then listen especially to this next bit if you're in the US, but you really have to put in effort to being healthy. Like Eating organic, not using toxic skincare or household cleaning products, eating good quality meat, environmental toxins hide themselves in animal fat. So check your dairy and your meat. If your toxin exposure is high, your body is going to hold on to more fat in your body to protect you. So if you're consuming any sort of animal or animal fat, really make sure it's of the highest quality because otherwise your body is going to start storing the toxins that you're consuming via them in your own fat. Plus, toxin exposure absolutely destroys your hormone health. There's even a group called xenoestrogen that mimics oestrogen, so absolutely no thank you. When I was at the beginning of this journey and I um, swapped out my shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, body wash, just that changed my everyday routine, my period that month was like 20% less painful. And that really was so shocking to me that my toxin exposure had been that high. I can't remember the exact stat, but women on average, I think applied 12 products a day, different products, whether it's um, skincare, makeup, all of that. And we expose ourselves to thousands of these chemicals. So as well as making sure that your whole like self-care routine is as natural as possible. Please make sure you're eating real, whole, nutrient-dense foods. Most of the health bars that are marketed to us are full of emulsifiers and thickeners and oils that ruin, ruin your gut health um, and promote a lot of inflammation. These things are often minimized or blown off or not talked about in the mainstream, but it is so, so important. Yes, I acknowledge that this might be more expensive. You might have to pay a little bit more to get organic produce or organic meat. But guess what? You're either going to have to pay for it in the food now as preventative medicine, or you're going to pay in your hospital bill later on, or seeing specialist after specialist that doesn't actually give you any bloody answers. So you choose. You also need to be eating enough protein. Eat protein with every single meal as that is the building block for your DNA. It helps regulate your blood sugar and insulin levels and boosts your metabolism. On the metabolism and insulin level front too, eating fiber first at the beginning of your meals and then protein and fats and making sure to eat any carbohydrates at the end is a game changer. So if you're eating an Indian, for example, and you've got curry, you've got rice and naan, make sure you have some curry first before you add in the rice and eat the naan. Or if you're snacking on tortilla chips, for example, or cake or some sort of carb, always put clothes on your carbs, add a protein or a fat. Carbohydrates is, are like a not bad for you. It's just that we're eating them in the wrong way that messes with our insulin and throws our metabolism off balance. Um, and I know this is really hard to do when you're stressed and you're riding a blood sugar roller coaster of, Crashing after meals and craving energy, but cut out the sugar. I've had so many of my clients say to me, "Okay, I'm ready to get off the sugar." And when they do, the changes in their mental and physical physical health are like quite literally insane. Um, then with exercise, find something that you love, right, and can create a consistent practice out of it. Exercise is not just about your body; it is for your mind. I really love Pilates because. It's become a mindfulness meditation for me. You have to be so focused for anyone who's done reformer Pilates. Like you've got to be so focused on your body and the movement because it's like you're really having to balance that I just completely lose track of time and I'm just absorbed and I'm so present and it's really beautiful. And that's what keeps me going more so than the endorphins I get after the exercise and like the positive benefits to my to my body. I just love the mental experience that I have while I'm doing it. I used to go to a gym called Frame in London. The London girlies will know it. Um, And I used to do these really fun, like 70s aerobics classes. And like, just, I made it fun for myself or rebounding trampoline classes, just something to get me really high vibe. And like, yes, it was so out of my comfort zone doing that. I mean, going to those things on my own. I'm not a great mover, but you know, I felt on a, like on such a high. So just pick something that you love. Don't punish yourself. Make exercise something that you look forward to. Habit stack with it. If you love walking and putting on a podcast at the same time, that's great. Go for it. Um, just also add more movement to your day, whether it's walking to the shops instead of driving. And then I will really encourage you to do something that will help you build muscle because this will really keep you metabolically flexible and really boost your metabolism as well. Now, if you're not aware already, I am currently completely booked up for the rest of the year for all one-on-one coaching, which is crazy. But in saying that, I am hoping to expand my team this year, which will take stuff off my plate and free up my diary a lot more. So if you're interested in one-on-one support with this, I do really implore you to sign up for my masterclass because I'm making so many of my one-on-one tools and modalities available for everyone. And I really... Like, I think that's a great way to get started on the work ASAP and you can learn everything you need to know. And then when my diary opens back up, you've already built a solid foundation and we can just put everything on super speed. Okay, moving into the final section of today's episode, let's talk about your nervous system. So your nervous system includes your brain, the spinal cord, and a really complex, like, web network of nerves throughout your body. And the nervous system, basically... Sends messages back and forth between your brain and your body. Think of your brain as the control center, right? It's in charge of all of your body's functions, but about 80% of the signals in your body get sent from your body to your brain, which is crazy. That's why somatic work is really, really important because your body sends messages to the brain of the messages come from your body. Only 20% go from the brain down. Wow, I sounded so Australian just then down. (laughs) Um, Hence, body and nervous system work is such an important piece in the weight loss and overall healing journey. Both regulating your nervous system in the moment to release current pressures or stresses, but it also really helps you Let go of the unprocessed emotions stored in your body. And I'm really adamant that just like somatic emotional hygiene has to be a part of your daily or weekly routine. Like you have to be giving your body the channel to let go of things because we can't always deal with our emotions properly in the moment. So your nervous system is basically just what sends signals out to the rest of your body. And if those signals are encoded with fear or scarcity or stress or pain or shame? How do you think that that is going to affect the rest of you? If that is what 80%, probably more of like the signals in your body are saying, right? And a really important piece to understand when it comes to focusing on your nervous system and losing weight or reducing inflammation or balancing your hormones is that everything is connected. So many of us are very disconnected and distracted from our lives. We are living out these habitual patterns and cycles, responding to the same triggers with the same reactions and trauma responses. And this does not help our body to feel safe. We can get stuck in these unhealthy cycles where you get triggered, you have an adrenaline release as though the trauma is happening all over again your body goes into survival mode and you have some sort of coping mechanism like crying, defending, justifying yourself, binge eating, whatever. Then you give yourself the illusion that you have everything under control and you suppress your emotions and then you get triggered again and you just keep moving through what I call the survival spiral. Or the other option, which I think is even worse because this is where I was stuck for years until I founded my method is you've done years of self-development or therapy, and you're so fucking aware that this is all happening. Like you know what your triggers are, you know how you respond to them, but you haven't healed your trauma and limiting beliefs from the root. So you keep moving through the survival spiral, even though you know that you're reacting to a trigger, right? You just haven't healed the trigger. I could not figure out how to stop procrastinating, people-pleasing or over-explaining for the life of me. And I will be teaching the survival spiral in my upcoming masterclass, so definitely make sure you've saved your seat if this is resonating. And it's so important to heal from the root because when you say in when you stay, sorry, in the survival spiral and you're moving through that loop of like trigger, stress hormones, Trauma response, illusion, trigger over and over and over. Unless you're healing what is causing you to react to that trigger from the root, like you're really getting into it, your nervous system will stay in fight or flight, right? You're going to stay acting from a distracted, disassociated, disempowered or disconnected place. And that then exacerbates the feelings of I'm not good enough, I'm failing, I'm not living my purpose. I'm falling behind in life and you just don't know how to get out of this spiral because it's, I mean, to be honest, something radical has to happen in order for you to get out of it. And so I'm bringing this to your awareness today because I really want to encourage you to not wait until you've hit rock bottom with your weight or your health in general to do something about it, whether it's in, insulin resistance, PCOS, your doctor's saying go on a because... You can do something right now. I have just given you so many actionable tips and I'm gonna give you so many more in my masterclass. But another crucial part of this is that we've gotta be okay with letting go of parts of ourselves that need to die so that we can break through to that next level of you. And if part of your identity, I'm gonna be really brutal here, but if part of your identity is being stressed all the time, You wear being burnt out as this badge of honor, maybe having PCOS or endo, being infertile, always having headaches. If your issue is your identity, if your symptom of your lack of safety in your body is your identity, then you are going to struggle to allow yourself to change and really be seen. Because when you're healthy and full of energy, trust me, when the whites of your eyes are bright, When your skin is glowy and clear, when your hair is healthy, when your nails are healthy, when you have energy, when your heart is open and you feel light and free and you feel good in yourself, you are seen, you are radiant. People see you. And if you don't want people to see you, you're going to put this barrier around yourself and stay hiding, staying and feeling small and staying in this state of fear and survival. And that's why I view this journey as just the ultimate vehicle for personal development. Your body is communicating with you. It is time to step back into your power. It is time to reclaim your authenticity and rise, break through to your next level. And you deserve that. And if you're here listening, you're on the journey. This is so exciting. And to wrap up then, I guess I really wanna emphasize that weight loss, if you want to do it healthily and sustainably, takes time which is why I'm not about a quick fix of losing weight because the reality is that there is not a quick fix without compromising on all the other systems in your body and hopefully you get the point now that everything is connected physiologically what you want and what we should all be aiming for is to feel like you can eat whatever you want obviously organic and healthy right within reason but you can also go to Europe And eat pasta, and you can go on holiday and have some fun and not gain loads of weight or destroy your digestion. That's why this work is so important because you have to bring your body back to a place of safety. That's when you get to a full health equilibrium. Your body is back at its center, and at this place, sticking to your habits becomes easier, adding more habits to your routine becomes easier, making friends becomes easier, chasing your goals and taking up more space in the world becomes natural and easy. And that's what my work is all about, really helping you come back to balance and safety so that you can break through to your next level. So I'm going to leave it there. I could go on about this forever. There are definitely going to be more episodes on this, but please let me know what you thought of this one by sharing it on your Instagram story or DMing me. I would really love to know what your big aha or breakthrough moments were, and I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please send the link to someone who you really think could benefit from tuning in. And if someone shared a link with you and you're new to the podcast, then welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Here are two things that you can do to continue on your breakthrough journey. Firstly, you can join my free community on Facebook, The Thrive Tribe, to ask questions and discuss the podcast. And number two make sure you're following the podcast on whatever platform that you like to listen on. All you have to do is go to the podcast page, which is the one that links all of my episodes, and then there will be a little follow button with a plus sign on the top right hand side of the page on Apple Podcasts, or on the left side on Spotify. See you soon!